Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 150, which we're recording on Tuesday, September 26, 2017. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And it's a beautiful sunny day outside in Santa Cruz today. We're at Charlene's house and there are lots of birds outside <laughs> chirping and squawking. So if you hear birds, it's probably our little menagerie of birds outside. Yep. And Nani's inside being rather quiet. At the She's moment. been quiet today, yes. Yep. <laughs> so what are you wearing? I am wearing, and I do have it on right now, although I'm sure I will be not be wearing it this afternoon when the temperatures rise. Yep. But I am wearing my Donner, which is a sweater by Elizabeth Doherty. I've been wearing this sweater a lot over the past few weeks as it has gotten chillier in the evenings. It's, I knit it last summer, and yeah, it's just easily become one of my most worn sweaters. Love it. <laughs> For some reason, mine, I think, is shoved to the back of my closet, because I haven't been wearing mine, and oh, you're right, it's exactly the right weather for it's it. It's perfect, because it's got the, and again, this is the Donner sweater by Elizabeth Doherty, and it's got three-quarter sleeves, it's made... I made mine in a linen cotton blend, so it's not a warm layer, but it's a little light layer, and I'm just wearing it over a t-shirt, so just that little bit of warmth. Yeah, in a super casual over. look, too. Yes. It's a very nice, casual piece. Yeah, I I love this style, and I've said it before that I should consider making one in wool, for the winter season and I very well may do that. A lot of folks have used this pattern with wool and the results have been equally fabulous. I agree. It has <laughs> a definite uh, possibility, yeah. likelihood of being a piece you and I both would wear a lot. Yes, exactly. It's that casual enough but classic enough to last for many seasons we talked last episode about how long a piece can last in your wardrobe and i be truly believe that this one will be one that will last a long time and i really hope the drop shouldered casual style doesn't go out because i have several of them <laughs> <laughs> if it goes out of style soon and i'm just gonna so make the style work for me yeah well there have been, there, there are always drop shoulder sweaters. It's one of those designs, I believe, that whether it's quote unquote in the contemporary fashion, it's somebody is always making garments with this style because it is rather classic. Yeah, so. and that's the flattering version of it. You see some drop shoulders that are just so big and bulky that that's true. You've got yeah. this whole sweater yeah. in, underneath your arm, basically yeah. with fabric. <laughs> yeah, so these are just yeah. Well, everybody knows how much we love Elizabeth Doherty's designs and stuff. So. True, true to form. Very true. So, how about you, Gail? What are you wearing? I am wearing my Veronica pullover by Coco Knits and another light layer. Mm -hmm. It's knit with the Holtz. Coast Yarn, which is the wool cotton light fingering, and it's in the navy peony colorway. And it's just such an, just like your Donner is for you, yeah. it's just such a nice layer. I was wondering when I knit it, 
will I really wear it? And I wear this a lot. It's oh, that's easy great. over right now. I'm just wearing a maxi dress and it's just a nice layer over the top of that. When it gets warmer, the sweater will come off and it looks good over leggings. As long as there's nothing really bulky underneath it, yeah. it pretty much works. So great. I'm really glad I knit it and it has definitely become a piece that I'm happy to have in my closet. So it gets quite a bit Excellent. of wear. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, when I first knit it, I was kind of like, I don't know about this. I don't know how I'm going to style this and wear it. But you can also dress it up and dress it down. So yeah. right now I'm super casual, but I could probably wear it if I needed to at a work event with some kind of slacks underneath, you know, like skinny jean slacks mm -hmm. kind of thing and a necklace. I think it would also work for that. So, I think so. that's the Veronica by Coco Knits. What are you stocking? I am stocking only one item this week. I have really? not been I have not been doing a lot of stocking. I've been doing more knitting the last two weeks. In fact, more knitting even to the exclusion. I haven't been spinning as much. I haven't been stocking as much. I've I've been a little dedicated to the project that I've got in my hands right now. <laughs> So I, the one item that I am stocking is a large wrap called Missoni, and it's by Susan Ashcroft. And I know I have stocked very similar items to this before because I really like that iconic kind of zigzag pattern in the bright colors that the design house Missoni is known for. In fact, I know that I've stocked a cowl that may or may not have used the Missoni name in it. And I should mention that it's not, Susan Ashcroft did not spell the Missoni name on the pattern the same way as the design house. It's spelled with an M-Y-S-S-O-N-I. Oh, that's why I can't find it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> so it's just a large rectangular wrap knit in the feather and fan stitch to emulate the iconic zigzags from Missoni. And she is using a yarn that has long color changes, such as the Noro yarns or the Zauber balls. The Chroma from Knit Picks is another one. But you could easily stripe leftovers to achieve a similar look, which is always a good thing because we all have lots of leftovers bits and bobs <laughs> yes bits and bobs oh that's cute yeah it's really pretty i finally just found it obviously. it's really, <laughs> it's really cute. pretty fun and i think it would be fun to knit as well yeah and you can use any weight of yarn and obviously you pick a needle size based on your weight of yarn and you just go so that's I like really patterns pretty. like that. <laughs> well, and I love it because it's feather and fan. So exactly. It spoke to me instantly. Yes. yes, exactly. So I really like that. And that is Missoni by Susan Ashcroft. Missoni spelled M-Y-S-S-O-N-I. And I should mention that there will be a link in the show notes. And I just wanted to remind everybody that Gail and I do have really good show notes that have links to, we try to put everything in there that we discuss. Occasionally I will miss something. And if I ever miss something, you can just let us know and we'll try to add it right back in. But then, so if you're listening 
and you're in the car or you're walking, you don't have to take notes. You can just go back to our website at yarniax.com and look for the appropriate show notes for the appropriate episode that you're interested in. So I just had to throw that in. I'm glad you did because (laughs) someone posted just recently that she was so happy to find that we did have show notes. I think that's what reminded me to mention it because every once in a while I realize, oh, there are people that may not be aware that we have show notes. Yeah, Charlene does a really good job with the links in the show notes. So you definitely do not need to take notes. You can happily knit away while you listen instead of being at your computer and typing or taking notes. So, so like I mentioned, that is the only item that I am stocking. How about you? You must be stocking more than I. I actually do have quite a few things for a change. My last, the last few episodes, I haven't been stocking quite as much, but some of these things are a result of the colors of fall knit along. And yes. those two <laughs> items are the branches and buds pullover by Carrie Bostick Hogg or Hogue. It's probably Hogue. And it is a beautiful, simple, classic pullover sweater with a colorwork yoke. And both Linda, Naughty 54 Knitter, and Becky, Westerly Whimsies, knit this yeah. for the colors of fall knit along. And it's so cute. I love it. It's a sport weight knit in Quince and Company's Chickadee sport weight yarn. And they both just picked beautiful color combinations. Mm -hmm. And Linda also did a really adorable modification. She did a bit of the color work on one sleeve, about two inches up maybe from the cuff. And it was just such a cute little bit of color pop. So I really like that pullover. I think... I've been yearning to knit a colorwork sweater since the cherry blossom fail. So yeah, and this would be easier because it's just two colors in the yoke. So it would be very simple. So that's a really cute sweater. Branches and Buds by Carrie Bostick Hogue. And the other one I'm stocking as a result of the knit along is the Via Wrap by Helen Stewart. And it is a rectangular wrap knit in fingering weight yarn. It's from the Shawl Society 2 collection. And this one is a three color and it has chevron stripes. And then the third color is a lace panel in the wrap. And it's really, really pretty. Pico Crafter Amy knit one for the colors of Fall Knit Along and she's already started a second. And it's just a striking, pretty, combination and it it could also be the colors that Helen used she used a gray a white and a turquoise-ish teal color which to me was just (laughs) so pretty and I just really like that pattern it's b-i-l-a wrap I searched for it earlier and was using two l's so if you're looking for it that's how to find it and again it just speaks to me the the chevrons I love chevrons kind of like your masoni that you just looked we're talking about of Susan Ashcraft. Yeah. Hers is feather and fan, but it's still, it's that chevron stripe look that I really like. I just like stripes in general, but when they're chevron, I think it just adds a little bit more interest to the knit. So that's the Via Wrap by Helen Stewart. And Helen also has a new release that I fell in love with instantly called the Wildflower Hill Shawl. And she just released this last week after her country house retreat. It was the design for the attendees. And it's another beautiful 
two-color shawl. It's an asymmetrical triangle, and it has feather and fan lace in it. So oh, wow. I saw that and instantly was like, oh, it's so pretty. And it uses DK weight yarn, but I'm sure you could alter this to be any yarn you want. And she used about 650 yards. And what I'm thinking is I have two colors of Sincere Sheep Eureka, which is a incredible, super squishy worsted weight yarn. And I think I could do that shawl in my Eureka from Stash and just change how the color work is done, do fewer stripes or whatever to make my two colors work because I have two skeins of one color and one skein of the other, okay. an indigo blue and a natural. So I think I could totally make that work. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, because I think I have about 750 yards of mine. So I have to look at the pattern and see how I can make it work. But I would, well, 750 yards in an asymmetric triangle is going to be very large or large enough to wrap around. For yeah. some reason, I'm imagining in worsted weight, it's going to be this teeny tiny shawl. <laughs> but that's not how it would work. So I'm already, as soon as it came out last week, I saw it and thought, oh, this is a good candidate for that Eureka yarn. So, and I've been wanting to knit with that, well, ever since I got it because it's so squishy. And every time I open that drawer with my stash in it, yeah. like, oh, there it is. And I get all excited about it. Like I have a skein of Cormo in uh, fingering weight Cormo in my stash that I bought years ago when I was shopping with Charlene. And every time I open that drawer, that yarn just calls to me and it's so soft and squishy but then you don't want to knit the wrong thing with it because right. you want to wear it all the time so it ends up being that special yarn that needs the perfect project and then it doesn't feeling. get knit and it's silly yes. so yeah that's the wildflower hill shawl by helen stewart and it might be the right thing for eureka the fourth thing that i'm stocking is a new release by Kay jones of the bakery bears podcast she did a new blanket pattern called Bits and Bobs. And she used a fisherman's rib pattern that looks like brioche but isn't. And what she did was she did bigger skeins of a background color and then leftovers for the contrasting stripes. So you hold two colors of fingering weight yarn together the whole pattern. And so she had one strand of the background color and then the other strand of the leftover yarns just going crazy back and forth. It's so adorable. Hmm. The last thing I need is another blanket on the needles, but it's so pretty and subtle and it looks like it would be so squishy and warm. And Scully Bun Bun, who is a longtime listener, she is now knitting her second, I think. No, she's probably still on her first. One of the other people is knitting her second. And just such pretty colors. So that's the Bits and Bobs Blanket by Kay Jones, which I really like. And as of about 20 minutes ago, Charlene just gave me the most <laughs> beautiful skein of hand-spun yarn. It's a gradient, and it's all my favorite pinks. And I'm holding it right now, squeezing it. It's merino silk, and it's so beautiful. And we were already fantasy knitting it before we turn on the microphone, and now I'm restocking Martina Beam's pattern, her cowl pattern from a recent nitty. And I can't remember the name of the pattern, but this is going to be my birthday cast on in Yay. that cowl because it's so soft and pretty and I can't wait to knit it. So I'm stocking that cowl as of just a little while ago. And I'm super excited about it. Cool. Very excited. Okay. All right. What are you knitting? Well, in my hands, 
I cast on the Ginga Top Yay! by Yoko Johnston. And I had been stalking this for two episodes, if you'll recall, because two episodes ago I stalked the short sleeve version, and then in the interim she released a longer sleeve version. So you get both patterns when you purchase the pattern. But I cast it on right away. Very cool. I did get off to a somewhat rough start reading the charts. For me, it wasn't the pattern. The pattern didn't have any issues or problems. The rough start was completely all me. <laughs> I just kept missing yarn overs. And I don't know why I did that. That just random thing. I kept missing yarn overs. So I'd have to figure out where they'd go, then go back, pick them up on the, on the following row and put everything to rights. So it was a little slow going, but honestly, by the time I was on probably the second chart, everything was in place. Or I was able to follow the chart much better and I was able to keep going and it was fine. So totally me. Totally Maybe you were me. too tired or too much going on or it's Maybe. easy to not be in the right frame of mind yeah. for lace or yeah. for color work. That could be. So I was, I'm making the short sleeve version and I'm using my coast yarn. Did I mention that already? I don't think so. Okay. The same yarn that Gail used on her Veronica. And yes, it is late in the season to be starting a lightweight summer top, but I just didn't want to go into the fall season without using this yarn because I had ordered this yarn in a quantity to make a summer top and I, I just wanted to get it on the needles and I don't think it's going to take, hopefully it's not going to take too too long because there's not much sleeve to it and I'm already maybe more than halfway done that with looks the body. Like it, yeah. so, You've been flying through that. Yeah and I was worried last night for a little while that maybe I wouldn't have enough yarn and Gail happened to have some extra yarn in the same color. So I'm saved. And this coast yarn comes in these big balls, cakes of 350 yards, something like that. Maybe even a little more. I can't I remember. remember yeah. It's just a lot. And so it's a little... Well, it's not always clear to me how much yarn I have left. I suppose I could have weighed it. It didn't occur to me last night to weigh it. I just started texting you that I think I'm going to run out. <laughs> well, they're such, they're, to me, they're little cakes. So I never have a sense of how much yarn I've used because they never seem to get much smaller. Yeah. Until all of a sudden they're exactly, really small. So it exactly. seems like the never ending ball of yarn. Yes. And you're never going to run out. And we consistently have a lot of leftover yarn from our project. Exactly. So exactly. I think somehow it does go farther than we expect it to. So that's what I was going to say. I can't really tell. I may end up having far more than enough yarn in my one little skein. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the Ginga Top by Yoko Johnston. The other thing that I have been knitting is a pattern by Laura Aylor called the Little Black Shawl. And I've had this pattern since it was released in May and just hadn't matched the perfect yarn with it. 
but now I'm using some Malabrigo Nube, which is a fiber that I spun into a two-ply fingering weight. And I've got 460 or so yards in the Plomo colorway. And the way the little black shawl pattern is written, you can use pretty much any weight and any amount of yarn to yield, you know, within reason to yield a gar or a, a shawl in the size that you want. So it seemed like a perfect type of pattern for hand spun when you don't have, when you may not know the exact yardage that you're working with. So the Plomo colorway is a dark to light gray. Thought that would work for a little black shawl. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the little gray know, shawl, but mine's yeah. going to be the little gray shawl. I actually ripped out my first attempt at the shawl because I started on what I now think of as two small needles because the shawl is mostly garter stitch, but it does have decorative eyelets on, along the edges. And I think my decorative eyelets were too small to be decorative. <laughs> you just couldn't see them. So I restarted the shawl and I'm using a larger needle now and that kind of has kind of opened up the yarn overs a little bit and I think it's going to work out better. Yeah, I want to see that before I go. Okay. It was so pretty. We actually hung out knit together on Friday. Yeah. And that was <laughs> that delightful. Was nice. And I got to see her working on it. I mean, she was actually off work and sitting and knitting with us. <laughs> it was really delightful. So those are the two things that I have been working on. How Please tell them about the construction of the little black shawl, because I think that's interesting. Oh, it starts at the bottom triangle or bottom corner. So the bottom corner of the triangle. It's a triangular shawl. So you start at the very bottom. So when I say that you can knit it with pretty much any amount of yarn, that is why, because you just get bigger and bigger, and then when you run out of yarn, you find off, and you're done. Yeah, that's cool. It's not like you start in the center upper back and then work out, right? which sometimes leaves a very strange bump at the top edge of the shawl. Mm -hmm. So I think that's an interesting construction that will prevent that. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it will block shape-wise. So... I'll let you guys know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. So what are you knitting, Gail? Oh my gosh, since I finished <laughs> all the things, I have since cast on all the things. And I'm super happy with everything I've cast on. So in my hands right now, I have the Yoga Shawl, which is a pattern by Andrea Mowry, which I stocked uh, about six weeks, or probably six episodes rather ago, a, a while back. And last episode, I was talking about wanting to cast it on, but I wasn't sure what yarn I was going to use. I was going back and forth between lace weight and fingering weight. Well, I decided on the fingering. I cast on with the lace weight, Anzula Wash My Lace, and wasn't loving the yarn. It was kind of crunchy feeling almost. And I just, you know, sometimes you're not in the mood for a particular kind of yarn. So I decided to go with my West, no, I'm sorry. Neighborhood Fiber Company Rustic Fingering in, I think it's the Thomas Circle colorway. It's the darker gray that Karita dyes. That's a very tonal 
gray and the rustic fingering base is a single ply fingering and I love how this is turning out. It's such a gorgeous color and the yoga wrap starts with some chevron texture. So they're chevron stripes but it's all in the same yarn so it's not as if it's really bold stripes as if it would be if it was in different colors and it's all done with knits and pearls so it's a textured chevron so it's a really subtle and I really like it it's really pretty and you knit stockinette after that for about a million years and then you do more chevron up the other side and you knit buttonholes along one long half of one long side and then along the edge of the other short side so that you can fold this thing and attach it in all sorts of different shapes as a cowl as a poncho as a wrap I mean it's really cool she has a video of how she wears it in different ways, so that's pretty cool too. And that's the Yoga Shawl by Andrea Mowry. Really happy with it so far. The second thing I cast on was the Annulaire Sweater by Hilary Smith Callis, and I think I mentioned that on the last episode as well. Top-down, slight v-neck pullover with a slight A-line shape to it. And it has a little feather and fan accent right at the bottom of the V in the V-neck. And it has three-quarter sleeves, and it's just super cute. It's a really cute little pullover. It's the type of thing that I will reach for and wear quite often. And I'm using Madeline Tosh Tosh Merino Light in the Venetian colorway for that. So both the Yoga Shawl and the Annulaire are both in single-ply fingering weight yarn. So that's unusual for me to have two almost the same exact base, but in different mm -hmm. colors at the same time. Mm -hmm. The third thing that I cast on was a complete spur of the moment cast on. I was given a daybreak pattern by Stephen West as a gift a long time ago, and I've had it in my queue for a long time. And I've started to think about knitting it a couple times and just haven't really been completely you know, enthusiastic about mm -hmm. it. I love it, but it just, for some reason, it wasn't the thing I wanted to start. Right. Well, he just last week released a new version of that shawl called Pearl Break, all one word. And it's very, very similar to Daybreak, but it's all garter stitch. And he also did it in a fade. So both shawls start with a solid color and then they go into stripes. But the first color, color A, is done with slip stitches all the way across the shawl. So you get these radiating horizontal stripes or perpendicular stripes of the color A against the background of color B with stripes in the mix. And it's just a really striking, pretty look. And then on this shawl, he faded the background color. So color B is faded into different colors and then his border is different colors. So I wanted something somewhat neutral that would go with everything in my wardrobe. And I had Madeline Tosh Sock and Onyx, which is black. I have a new skein of Candy Skein Luscious Fingering, which is her Merino Cashmere Nylon Blend, in a new color called Astoria Fog Latte, which is a beautiful gray base with black speckles in it. And then I also have a skein of Uncommon Thread I think it's Everyday Sock is the name of the base. And it is a lighter gray, slightly lighter than the candy skein. And it has really, really subtle 
speckles of different colors and that colorway is called confetti but if you've seen her confetti colorway this is much more muted than her normal confetti colorway and my idea is black as the first color going into the candy skein and then doing the uncommon thread as the bottom border and I found as I was knitting it for some reason the black speckles in the candy skein are not popping and I showed it to Charlene when I got here. I thought last night, you know, maybe it's just the nighttime light is obscuring it. But for some reason, that color against the black is just drowning out the speckles. You can't see them at all. And last night I thought, oh, I should rip it back and start with a different yarn. But then after I made the decision, <laughs> you know how you sit on it for a while and it's 10 yes. o'clock at night. You don't ever rip anything at 10 o'clock at night because that's usually a big right. mistake. Well, Throughout the evening and then today, I kept thinking, but I love the way these colors play together. You can't see the speckles, but it's so pretty. It will go with everything. It's just black and gray. I love yeah. it. The yarns look good together and feel good in my hands together. So I'm not going to rip it. It's not, I can't see the speckles, but I'm still going to go with it as it is. And if I want speckled, I'll just buy another skein someday. So I know where to find Tammy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I can't get another skein. So I've already progressed through, I think, five or six of the stripes, and you have to do 22, and there's a lot of increasing along the way. So it's going to be an enormous shawl. So that's different than the daybreak version of it as well. The daybreak is a much smaller shawl. The pearl break is huge. So it's going to be warm and cushy and garter and will go with all the things. So I'm super excited about that one, Pearl Break by Stephen West. And I have to admit that I did do some shopping kind of as a result of the Colors of Fall Knit Along and because it's birthday time and I can do that. And I bought some dresses that I think both the Yoga Shawl and Pearl Break are going to look really good with. Yay. And I think both shawls will look really good over a lot of my sweaters. So it will be, you know, those because one is a dark gray tonal color and one is black with gray. That's going to go. Those are both going to go with everything. Nice. So I'm super excited about those two. <laughs> and then because that wasn't enough things on the needles, I also cast on a hat called the Sleep Season Slouch by Rose Bloom. And I just love round and round and round hats that are super simple it's all stockinette yeah. after you get through the ribbing and it's great when you're going shopping with a teenage girl and you need some kind of distraction <laughs> so definitely yep it's uh, working really well and I used a color changing yarn we bought it at stitches this year knit coal is the base name by Adria Phil or something like that and at first the ribbing I did a broken rib and the colors aren't super defined in stripes. I was expecting mm -hmm. it to be stripes but now that I'm into the stockinette it is striping and it looks pretty cool. If you had a smaller diameter object that you were knitting the stripes would be even cooler but I really like how it's turning out. It's going to be a charity hat for Monica in her compassionate charity for the San Francisco Bay Area homeless teens and I'm hoping it'll be a color combo that teens will like and it's yeah. going to be a slouchy hat and those are totally the fashion for teenagers around here. So I'm hoping that'll work well. Yay. So those are all the things I'm knitting. Wow. That was a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. Pretty cool. So what have you finished? 
my one big finish, I finished my second confetti sweater. Yay! Confetti is a pullover by Vera Valamaki that is very A-lined. So gets you knit from the top down, gets wider as you go. It's very flattering on everybody that I have seen it on. A lot of folks at the yarn store where I work have knitted a lot of customers and we've been taking fun photos of everybody that's knit a confetti and it really does look good on everybody. It does. <laughs> we said it's, that about boxy. I think it's even more true with with the confetti shape. And everybody that's knitted, people, people are smart. They know how to make it fits so it fits in with their wardrobe and it's flattering to them in terms of like what length everybody you when I, I was noticing when we took the group pictures that everybody's is at a different length in terms of where it hits them on their body and everybody chose well I mean it looked good yeah, on I everybody agree. it was really fun it's really fun noticing the little individual tweaks that people can do on a pattern when you have a group of people that have made the same garment. That's always fun. And a lot of people also adjusted the increases on the A-line yes, to fit their true. body type that's better. That's true. Yeah. Not everybody followed the pattern as written. And I did not, on this version, I did not do the stripes. So I changed up the stripes. And I blended yarns or faded yarns what did I call that last time bladed yeah the blended blade. fade <laughs> <laughs> I bladed bladed blended three yarns in the fade style I had two yarns from twisted owl fiber studio their two-ply sock and then my purple was a malabrigo yarn sock and I love all these colors. They oh, look they're fantastic so together. And I'm hoping to get a lot of wear out of this confetti as well. All I have to do is wait for the weather to change. Yeah. <laughs> Only a so, few more weeks and then we'll have fall again. Yes. So that was Confetti by Vera Valamaki. What have you finished, Gail? I also had a big finish. I finished my Markley sweater by Elizabeth Doherty. And I did finish it before the knit along ended, but I was lazy and didn't weave in the ends, nor did I block it in time to do pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I just wove in the ends yesterday. I made the mistake of clicking to install the update on my work computer, which is a oh. Macintosh. And... I don't know what I was thinking, but it was about 45 minutes before my computer was usable again. Nice. So I used that time to weave in the ends on my yeah. sweater, which was perfect. So Markley by Elizabeth Doherty. And I used Western Sky Knit Silky Single, which is a fingering single ply merino silk blend, which is amazing. In the Crimson Night colorway, which is perfect for the tawny port color in the fall palette. And... I'm really happy with how it turned out. It's really pretty, really flattering. It's the same drop shoulder type of style as Donner that Charlene was talking about wearing in the beginning of the podcast. 
and I'm looking forward to blocking it. It's really warm out, so it'll block really quickly. Mm-hmm. The only issue will be taking pictures because it'll be pretty warm for pictures. Yes. So we'll see how that goes. That's why I haven't gotten pictures of my confetti yet, although I will this week because I want to see what it looks like in photos because I love it so much. Yeah, I want to see what it looks like too. One of the styles of dresses that I ordered that I'm hoping is going to look good is it's not a sheath really. It's kind of like what I'm wearing right now. It's just a straight up and down dress. So it's not a line, but it's not body conscious either. It's just a nice classic look. And I'm hoping that like my Donner, my Markley, and these other types of sweaters will look good over that type of dress. Mm -hmm. So it's not too much fabric at the hips to make everything look bigger because those sweaters, I think they look better with the slimmer profile at the bottom, Mm -hmm. but you can't wear it with just leggings because you have too much of your other stuff exposed if you do that. So I'm hoping that it's going to be a good combination with the two different types of dresses that I ordered. So I'm super excited about trying that. And then I'll have finished object pictures with the cute new dresses. So that's my hope. (laughs) Again, taking cues out of our Colors of Fall knit along, which is over. So sorry to everyone for my flubbing up of the dates. I know there was some general panic because I said in the last episode, the 20th or the 21st, it was actually the 22nd. So I have put a post in the FO thread basically saying that posts after that don't count towards prizes, but please continue to show us pictures of yourself wearing your outfit in your fall looks because I know it was hot in a lot of places when you finished your objects and it was really miserable to take pictures in an outfit. So some of you braved that heat anyways, and other people did just take pictures with the objects on a bed or a hanger or whatever. Some were hysterical in a chair, like a ghost had risen up out of the clothes. Those were awesome. But when you do wear it, it would be really cool to see pictures of you actually wearing the garments. So I did leave that thread open. And of course the chatter threads open also. So now if you did want to comment on people's finished objects, you can do so in the chatter thread. So please feel free to do that. And oh, you mean in the finished In the finished, sorry, right. thank you. The finished, you can chatter in both threads. In, in both, yes. There we go. <laughs> and we are going to announce all the prizes, and there are many prizes, but Charlene and I also wanted to talk about some of our highlights from the Knit Along. We, of course, loved every single object, every so much beautiful knitting and crocheting and spinning. I mean, multi-crafts beautiful finished objects. We love them all, but there were some that spoke to us for various reasons that we wanted to talk about. And I'm interested to see what we have in common. (laughs) Well, the one thing that was really fun for me is that I don't know, in particular, this season, I've been kind of dreading the cold weather coming. Really? Um, Yeah. In general, I don't like it when it gets really cold I don't like to be cold (laughs) yeah and I don't know for some reason I've just haven't looked forward to the summer ending it's been a nice summer that's interesting (laughs) but the whole point of my saying that is seeing everybody's outfits kind of made me feel a little bit better about the changing season <laughs> good <laughs> because looking at it it's kind of like oh boots and jeans and sweaters yeah, yeah. nice <laughs> 
boots and jeans and sweaters online. Yeah, so that was nice to see everybody's styled outfits. And like Gail said, it's always fun. I really enjoy the styled photos a lot. So one of the photos that I really enjoyed, or one of the finished objects, was a confetti, of course, because I've got confetti on, on the brain because I've been making that sweater. Well, you need to have three because I have three. <laughs> <laughs> but Endless Q, who is Olga, knit a really sweet pale pink confetti, and she styled it with jeans and boots. It wasn't anything super fancy, but it was, it's pretty much how I dress. So that one really resonated with me. And I liked the colors of her confetti. That was gorgeous. Yeah, we were talking about how timeless and classic and subtle, not subtle, what did I say they were? Understated those colors yes. were. Yeah. So I really liked that one. All right, my first one, and these aren't in any particular order either. It's just how I wrote them down. My first one is by Marcy, who is XC Horse on Ravelry, and she was the inspiration for both my Veronica sweater and what is the other one I just finished that, oh my goodness, I just blanked on the other one that she was my inspiration for. Anyway, she knit an ice cream sundae by Danny Sunshine, and it is a little sweater shrug that she knit for a friend's toddler. And it is the most adorable set of pictures of this little girl. Those were cute. So yeah. cute. And so, yes, the object is adorable, but I think I might have been, you know how sometimes you get suckered by those pictures of cute <laughs> little babies or cute little dogs or whatever? Yeah. There might have been some of that at play. But it was absolutely adorable, Marcy, and well done, well done. So another one that I wanted to mention was a sweater knit by Zauli, who is Miriam. Oh, we do have some in common. Do we? Okay, so Miriam knit this colorwork sweater designed by Nora Gon, and she called it 2017 Salutes 2087, which I thought was... 1987. I mean, <laughs> yes, let me say that again. Miriam knit a sweater by Nora Gon that she called 2017 Salutes 1987, which I thought was right on target because I remember printed sweatshirts that looked <laughs> just like that. But Miriam did it all with stranded knitting. It was amazing. It's beautiful. Absolutely amazing. And Nora Gon makes beautiful garments and Miriam did a, a great job with it. She picked colors that were just beautiful. They went well together. I was really impressed by that. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my next one. Oh, really? Okay. The way it made, it just warmed my heart because she knit a vibe. You know, she knits, yes. she captured a time period yeah. in that sweater and the, you know, she's fashioned it in, a current look, you know, we didn't have the same types of pants and jeans then, but she captured that look for any of us who grew up in the eighties and were, you know, buying our own clothes or picking out our own clothes in the eighties. Most of us can completely identify with that. And to me, it just, 
you said it resonated with you. And to me, it was just like, oh my gosh, I almost got chills. <laughs> like, wow, that could have been us, you know, however many years ago. Yeah. So I really loved it, Miriam. Very well done. And she also knit a Sigma tee, which is, I think she knit in a linen or a linen blend. And it was just an adorable little t-shirt that she styled very nicely with a knit hat also. So hats off, so to speak, to you, Miriam. <laughs> and then... Tamara AB, I just, I thought she had really cute outfits. She did. She, had, <laughs> she just put the, she just laid her clothes out on the floor, but there was something about the outfits I really liked. She had a jean jacket and a skirt, and the jean jacket seems to be right on point for fall fashion. I really liked that. There was another one, Gonza Double, no, Gonza 044, who was Rhea. I loved your yellow and gray bendy arrow shawl. Mm, I thought those that were your was colors. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My next one is Kristen, who is. Were you done? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> no. Go ahead. Kristen, who is a biscuit girl. Okay, I'm going to try to pronounce this sweater. It's Vaffeljack, and I think that's Nor it's Norwegian for sure. Hmm. This sweater is amazing. It is. A combination of Fair Isle and embroidery, and it has these almost granny square looking squares on the front that have flowers in them. And she did these amazing colors from the color palette. And she said she was proud of herself because all the whole pattern was in Norwegian. And she was able oh, to, right. to make it work she because the translated it. Yeah. And yes. then the charts she was able that's to, right. you know, it's Fair Isle, so yeah. that's not gonna be something you need to translate. And she had it styled over the most beautiful dress. It was so pretty. And she had sorrel pack, sorrel's um the boots, because that's what they wear where she lives. I was in love with this look. That I don't know if I could pull it off. Amazing. I might try it because I could actually, uh, that's probably a sweater I would try to wear. But that's an amazing sweater. It yeah. is just so incredible. I mean, Miriam's color work and Kristen's color work, both of them, just I'm blown away by those two. They're works of art and just incredible. So hats off to both of you for those. You mentioned works of art and I thought this one was an absolute work of art. It is a version of the Marled Magic Sweater and Dress by Stephen West, and it was knit by Classica DG, who is Adrian. And wow, she rocks that piece. I talked she about this a few totally episodes ago. <laughs> I completely agree with you. It is yeah, phenomenal. It's gorgeous. And she used like 5,000 yards of yarn, too. I mean, some insane amount yeah, of yarn. I it's loved gorgeous. the colors. The colors worked so well together. But it's it's absolute piece of art. Wear it proudly. I agree. <laughs> yep. And the way you styled it. I mean, that's a statement piece, too. Yeah, Those absolutely All of these that we're talking about, that's piece. what I should have called them. They're statement pieces. They're not daring knits. They're statement pieces. Statement pieces, yep. yeah. I could totally see this to a art opening <laughs> yeah yeah and it also looks ridiculously comfortable like yeah. you could just snuggle in the house in that yeah. and be so perfectly happy in it yeah I absolutely love, that, love that though now my next one is mary who is coney hot dog on ravelry she designed her own crocheted sweater and it's really really pretty she 
reworked parts of it that she wasn't happy with and it was her very first design and she said it inspired her she might want to design another sweater and it worked really really well I mean one you're designing your own garment that in and of itself has got to be a challenge and then you're making it fit yourself and I think that would kind of be easier if you're designing it yourself. You know, you're designing it for what you want it to look like on your body. But it looked amazing on her. So mm-hmm. cheers, Mary, for that <laughs> beautiful sweater you designed and crocheted. And I liked your cowl, too. She also crocheted a cowl, which is really cool looking. I think the yarns were tweedy or the effect of it made them look tweedy. I don't remember exactly, but I really liked her combination. Was that your last one? That was my last one. Okay, yeah. I've got two to mention. Craft Buzz, who is Kathleen, I loved your action shot <laughs> I of you wearing too. your Yogini Bolero. It looked like a warrior pose. It I, I was, loved yeah. that. And again, thank you to everyone who participated, all of the beautiful sweaters. And I did want to say, I knit all the things that I had planned to knit for the cozy. I cool. just looked back and I had planned an outing shawl, which I knit. The Markley, which I knit, my Veronica, which I knit and I'm wearing, and a single skein shawl with the Dharma from Dragonfly Fiber in the Firecracker. And I knit the Peer Pressure shawl. I actually knit all things that I had planned to knit. That's amazing. (laughs) And I have on my notes right here, Wednesday, June 21st to Friday, September 22nd. So at one point, I did know the actual (laughs) end date of our knit along. You can tell that Charlene and I are much better at talking about an our knit-alongs than we are with tracking them. We've always had issues getting dates right and actually announcing prizes properly. But we're going to do it now. The prizes! <laughs> so, if you hear your name, please contact me, Gail. I'm Gailey Whaley on Ravelry, and I will get you in touch with whoever you need to be in touch with to get your prize. So the first prize is a double-pointed needle holder or DPN holder, and Notions bag from Zoe, Espresso Bean on Ravelry, and she has her shop on Etsy called Espresso Bean Bags. And the winner is Colleen, who is tea and knitting too on Ravelry, and she knit a Klein Shaw by Jennifer Dassau, which Charlene likes that pattern as well. And the second prize from Zoe is a project bag, and that is going to Nikki, who is Nicolick. For post number 63, she knit a curve line sweater. Now that's a Judith Bryan pattern, and she's the one who we've liked her patterns before, but she yes. stands really oddly, and you yes. can't tell what the sweater's going to look yes. like. This is one that I never would have thought to knit, but it looks really, really it good. It looked really good on yeah. her, yes. Now the next one, we have three winners who get an issue of Stranded Magazine from Aaron, Monica, and Andy, who are the editors. And the first winner is post number 104, Mary Beth, who is Mary Beth 1199, and she knit a harmonized special edition shawl by Romy Hill. The next one is post 110, B, who is Nest Knitting. She knit a watershed sweater by Bristol mm. Ivy, which is beautiful. Yes. It's a lace weight, drop shoulder, positive sweater. I love that. And then third, and this is classic, post 11, Lucy, Lucy Bowen. She knit a cropped sweater for winter by Andy Satterlin, who is one of the editors of Stranded Magazine. How cool is that? Perfect. So I thought that was just a classic win. So congratulations, Lucy, on knitting an Andy pattern and winning a copy of Stranded Magazine. Yeah, that's great. 
And then the next prize is a project bag donated by Robbie Photo Nitgal, one of our moderators on Ravelry. And let's see, there are two project bags. First one going out to Renara Dish. Renara see, I thought it was Rena Radish. Renara, Rena Radish. It That's how be. I always think of yes. it when I see it. It could be. <laughs> and that was post 71. And she knit a hint of summer sweater by Isabel Kramer. The second project bag goes out to Mary, who is knit admin, post number seven, for her fun monster pants Those that were she one knit of my for her grandson. <laughs> that was a classic look because the monster pants have a colorwork mouth on the butt. And yes. her little grandson is crawling away with this little mouth. This, yeah. It's that really adorable. That was a pretty fun, fun photo shoot. Yep. Next winner is a winner of the Emmelyn May Shaw Pattern by Boston Jen. And the winner is Post 72, who is Rhea. And Rhea Stiltskin? I think that's what it is. Rhea yeah, Stiltskin is your so. Ravelry name. She knit a ribby pulley sweater by Bon Marie Burns. Shirley and I have both knit that pattern. Okay, a Color Yourself Project Bag donated by Kathleen of CraftBuzz.com goes to post number 69 by Triconto, Triconto perhaps, for her fair shawl by Shannon Cook. That's a, that is such a pretty shawl. And we yes. had two of those in the foes for the knit along. Now the next one is a skein of Dragon Sock Yarn by Dragonfly Fibers in their Beaches colorway, which is a special colorway. And that goes to post number 124, who is Cloudbug. And she knit two sweaters that were both beautiful. The first one is the Sazerac sweater. And the second one is the Feather Nest cardigan. And I love the Sazerac. It had beautiful, I think they were cables on the front. It was in a beautiful blue color. Mm -hmm. So pretty. The next prize is one skein of an in-stock yarn of your choice from Kathy of Straight Fork farms and that goes to post number 138 from Kristen aka later knitter she knit an entangled vine sweater by Alana Dacos I loved that one because I have also knit that sweater yeah there are a <laughs> lot of patterns in here we've knit it's pretty cool yeah all right the next prize is the Victorian Yuletide ornaments pattern set from Jen Sheelan and that goes to post number 74, Chinika, who is Crochet by Chinika. And she knit a completion shawl by Jenny F. And I have here in my notes, great outfit collage. It was one of the collages. It was really cool. And your smile is beautiful. You looked so happy in that picture. <laughs> it was notable. Okay, the next prize is three patterns of your choice from Katie, who is Katinka of Katinka Designs. And those go to post number 12, Lisa, aka 2Sam, for her Simply Seashells Shawl by Susan Ashcroft. And post 105, Lori, who is Mimab, for her column sweater by Isabel Kramer. And Katie's got some great designs that she just recently released yeah she's got she recently released a couple shawls and then i know her 
she has a popular poncho pattern that she I saw her post a photo of on Instagram this past weekend because there were I think three knitters who had made it and so it was a group photo of the three versions of the poncho that was really fun so have fun picking your patterns yeah Katie has great (laughs) accessories and I wanted to note that Lisa to Sam the Simply Seashell shawl that she knit her daughter picked out the design and picked out the yarn. It's a that's watermelon right. it gradient. That's right, yeah. And it's her daughter who is modeling the outfit because the, her mom, Lisa, said, you pick the shawl, you pick the yarn, it's your shawl. <laughs> that's super cute. <laughs> yeah. The next one, a grocery bag pattern that was designed and gifted by Hannah, who is Ketsy Girl 33, and she knit a beautiful Georgetown sweater for the knit-along. And the winner is Post 140, Trisha, who is tie-dye diva, and she knit the Ramona cardigan by Elizabeth Smith. Super cute with patch pockets. I love it. Okay. And then we have two Fix-A-Stitch kits that were donated by Fix-A-Stitch. The first one goes to Post 120, Kristen Biscuit Girl for the Norwegian sweater mm-hmm. that we can't pronounce Super that we cool mentioned that won, earlier yeah. that she translated as well as knit. And the second fix a stitch kit goes to Mary, who is, let's see, MMLT post 22 for her cabin path shawl by Helen Stewart. And next we have the Thunder Twist hat pattern, which was donated by Greg Cahoon, also known as Knitting Daddy. And this one goes to post number 49, who is a Rose, Rose Hopes. And she knit a beautiful, easy folded poncho by Church Mouse Yarn and Tees. And she did color blocking. So it's really cool. It goes from white or natural into different shades of blue. It's a really nice modification on that pattern. And then the Town Walls Socks pattern donated by Anna Freeberg, a.k.a. Yarnesty on Ravelry. Three copies of that pattern go to post one, well, three copies to three winners. <laughs> First one is post 106 Stephanie, Stepha, aka Stepha Johnson, for her color infusion cowl. Second pattern goes to post 91, who is Becky or Westerly Whimsies, for her branches and buds sweater. The third copy goes to Robbie, our moderator, a.k.a. photo knit gal, for her confetti sweater by Garibalamaki. And Anna donated three copies of her Ferguson socks pattern, one each, to Post 73 Kim, who is KNL Knits for her Quaker Yarn Stretcher Boomerang shawl by Susan Ashcroft. And she also knit a hat for her daughter, which was super cute because she styled it with her donut. Halloween outfit. <laughs> and the next one goes to post 109, who is Pam Rocknitz, ROC knit. And she knit a Veronica cardigan by Shannon Cook, which is a sweater Charlene and I both really want to see mm-hmm. in person to see what that looks like yeah. on. And the third winner is post number 29, Mary, who is M Gray 289. She crocheted the virus shawl by Julie Marcart, which is really pretty, and also knit a crescendo shawl by Janina Kaleo, and she knit a pair of socks, so she did quite a bit. And last, we have three copies of the Butterfly Friendship Shawl donated by Anna Freeberg, a.k.a. Yarnesty. The first copy goes to post number 32, Kay Young, 
who is KN2, who knit the Markley by Elizabeth Doherty, and the Therapy Shawl by Laura Ayler. So we both have knit one of those projects, too. Exactly. <laughs> the second copy goes to post number 35, Linda L. McCall, for her Brunch on Hudson Shawl by Kristin Kapoor. Third copy goes to Debbie, who is Knitting Hawk, for her Stillwater sweaters. And let's see. Still she knit three of them. Three Stillwater sweaters and a Stria sweater. Yeah, all by Marie Green as a designer. Yeah. She knit the first of the Stillwaters in like four days. It she was must not have done anything else. I know. <laughs> she must have been completely focused. And that was post number three. So she knit it really she quickly really and got, yeah, it was yeah. one of the very first yeah. FOs. Yeah. Okay. And also, I wanted to thank Deborah, Kathy, and Kayoon for knitting Markley because it kept me on track to get my Markley finished as well. So there were four of us knitting Markleys for the Knit Along. It's always fun when there are multiple people for me knitting something because it's just a little incentive to keep going. And one other thing I wanted to mention, and they're not to put any pressure on anybody. But in the thread for our last episode, number 149, where we talked about knitting in your wardrobe, a lot of people started talking about wanting to tidy up their wardrobe or their closet and get down to like their most worn out pieces, like 18 or 24 pieces in their closet that are the pieces that they always wear, that always work together, etc. So there might be a little knit along, not knit along, but a closet tidy along going on because <laughs> I kind of thought that might be something I might do also. You know, we talked a lot about our wardrobes and our closets the last couple episodes, and it might be interesting to do that. I'm contemplating it. So if there's any interest in that out there, let us know. And then the last oh, announcement is that we will be at Lambtown the first weekend in October, which I believe is the 7th and 8th, mm -hmm. Saturday and Sunday. It is a fiber event in California, Dixon, just outside of Sacramento. So if you will be there, let us know, and we will hopefully be able to meet up with some folks. And Tracy of the Two Knit Lit Chicks said that it's a pretty small area, it's a pretty small event, and that it's easy just to spot people yeah. as you're walking around. Yeah. So I have longish red wavy hair, and Charlene has shortish black very curly hair, so we're pretty easy to spot in a crowd. So <laughs> please do come up and say hi if you see us. Please don't be shy. We both are very shy in person, so we understand that sometimes it's hard to say hi, but do it because it's always worth the effort. And we'll probably, at some point, find a spot to sit and knit. So that's yeah. always easy to chat with folks when you're sitting and knitting. Exactly. So if there's <laughs> some kind of shady area where it's easy to knit, you will probably find us there. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for knitting along with us. It was so much fun. Very enjoyable. Happy knitting, Happy everyone. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniac's Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at Yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.